All right. Here we go again, everybody. This is Wolf from the Wolf and Bear, Me and You podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. This isn't our standard Wolf and Bear bullshitting hour. Trust me, there's more of that to come. But as I've said in previous recordings, the podcast is going to be splitting into different directions, much like the head of a hydra. On one hand, we'll have the normal Wolf and Bear Me and You podcast, irreverent shit-talking hour. And on the other hand, in what I'd imagine to be much smaller segments, we'll have things like what we're doing today. Let's get lit. Literary reviews. And hopefully in the coming future, interviews of folks that are around West Virginia, young professionals, old professionals, people that are just doing cool shit to highlight those of us around the area to give a little bit of a spotlight on the West Virginian, I guess, culture and the people that live here. Well, without further ado, I'd like to do our first segment of Let's Get Lit. And today, uh, simply because I have been up reading this shit all night, we're going to do a little bit of Chaucer. Now, for those of you that don't know, Chaucer is a dead guy. Yes, he's a dead man. A dead guy. You might have seen, uh, you know that dude that played in Priest? He played Chaucer in the movie A Knight's Tale way back in the day. And it's very funny because The Knight's Tale is pretty much one of the only ones in this fucking... Uh, English anthology right here that isn't in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, at least within the context of the book. Uh, some people say it doesn't exist. Other people say that it's a story that I honestly don't remember the characters of. But I honestly don't want to talk about The Knight's Tale today. I want to talk about The Miller's Tale. Now, the Miller's Tale, in stark contrast to The Knight's Tale, is just the common man's go-fuck-yourself story. Whereas The Knight's Tale would more than likely center around a knight doing valorous deeds, uh, tales of love, trying to resist temptation, shit like, say, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, where he is holed up with this dude and tries not to fuck his wife. The Miller's Tale is a story about the Miller, who is kind of a dipshit, does not have an elementary school education. His wife, who is shitloads younger than him, she's like 18 and he's like fucking 80 or something, or some shit like that. And a clerk. And when I say clerk, you might be thinking the guy at fucking Target who's checking you out and, you know giving you your items, taking your cash. But this little bastard is actually a fortune teller. He's smart as balls. He goes around just kind of tricking folks, doing fortunes, quoting like a little bit of whatever scripture that he knows, and just kind of goes around town fucking people's wives. Uh, yes, you heard correctly. 
this little bastard just forces these medieval men into cuckoldry, as Chaucer liked to call it. Get cucked, bitch. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what happens to the miller. Uh, to start the story, the miller himself, like the guy telling the tale, shit-faced on the back of a horse, and he just wants to give a little bit of a rebuttal to the knight's tale. And he's like, you know what, I got a fucking story for you, but how about this story? Fuck all your morals. Fuck all your fancy shit. Fuck all your chivalric code. I got this one. And then the drunken son of a bitch starts telling this story. There was an old guy and a young lady, and they let the fortune teller prick crash with them. Well, uh, it turns out whenever fortune teller prick and the young lady are alone, fortune teller dude's like, oh man, I just want to make out with you so bad. Oh yeah. And then she's the younger lady's like, oh, I can't. I'm married. But maybe just a little. Not now, though. Later. You can fuck me later. And then she just kind of blue balls him for a bit until he's like, yo, I can't wait no more. We gotta fuck. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't want to get caught by my husband. This is fucked. And he's like, yo, I got this. Don't worry. I'm going to make a plan. And we're going to trick your husband. Then we'll sneak away. And me and you, we're going to go fuck in the window. And she's like, alright, let's do it. So homeboy fortune teller clerk goes up to the miller and he's like, yo, bro, I had this vision. And in my vision, well, some big flood shit's going to happen. Some like Noah level shit. And Miller is like, you know what? You're a fucking fortune teller. I believe you because I'm a dipshit and I'm an old man. I also have an elementary school education or below. And the fucking clerk tells the miller, take all your shit, put it in a bath, and just hang it in the ceiling. But make sure to get multiple baths, because you don't want to be stuck in the same one as your wife. Noah did that shit, and he fucking hated his wife by the end of it. He wanted to throw her into the ocean. You don't want to do that, right? And the miller's like, you know what? That's some smart shit. I'll hang three bathtubs, and we can all get in one, and I'll just put all my shit in it. And he does. Hangs them from the fucking ceiling. And while the miller is sleeping that night, the clerk and the miller's wife sneak down and go over to the window. And they just start fucking going at it, yeah? But there's this dude in town. Uh, we'll just call him Fuckboy McGee. Because that's pretty much what he's there for, to just be a, a classic fuckboy. And he comes up, and he's like, yo, Miller's wife, I know you're married and shit, but I want to kiss you. I love you. And she's like, okay, 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 hold up, hold up. She ducks her head in, he's like, yo, I know you're fucking me right now, Mr. Clerk, man, but I gotta stick my ass out this window real quick. And she tells fucking homeboy, fuckboy McGee, just close your eyes and you'll get a kiss. So he puckers up and she spreads her cheeks and puts him out the window. And homeboy is like, 
just making out with her. And it's like, hold the fuck up. Why has this bitch got a beard? And mind you, he he actually says, why did like why does she have a beard? So you know he wasn't actually kissing her butt cheek or her ass crack. He's probably kissing her fucking taint because he fuzzy. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, what the fuck? Then he opens his eyes and her ass is just right in his face. And he's like, what the fuck? And he runs off, embarrassed his balls. And then the miller's wife and the clerk just keep fucking going at it. Keep fucking. And fuckboy McGee comes back later and is like, yo, I know that was weird. I, I don't blame you for it, but uh, I get another kiss. But this time, the clerk man is like, yo, I want to stick my ass out this time. He's going to get the taste of my dangly bits. However, fuckboy McGee came prepared. And he got a hot iron because he knew they were going to pull this shit again. And he blasted that motherfucker in the ass with a hot iron. Just... And then clerk boy jumps up into the air, screams like a little bitch. And that causes the uh, Miller himself to wake up in his tub, suspended in the air. It causes his tub to come crashing down, loses his shit, and he just falls through into the fucking basement, like into the cellar. And I'd imagine he's very badly hurt and or dead. And that's supposed to be the funny part of the story. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what part of this is supposed to be funny except for the farcical nature of the story and how you essentially take everything that would be present in a Knight's Quest storyline and just flip it on its head. Instead of a knight trying to resist temptation from a woman, you have a horny clerk who's trying to cuck this old dude and just bang his wife instead of upholding the chivalric code and all the morals that would be, you know, fucking held within that. The clerk, the wife, and even the miller are all just kind of either amoral or just plain out fucking stupid. Instead of upholding religion and being in service of one's god, as the knight would probably do in most stories, such as Sir Gawain in the Green Knight, or any Arthurian legends. The people in this story, specifically the clerk, use religion and superstition to meet their own ends, or to get what they want out of the common people. Now, this could just be seen as a parody of like normal tales that would be told around the time. Uh, it could just be that Chaucer wanted to shed some light on how the common people act. But the this specific kind of tale, uh, due to its farcical nature, is called... Uh, it's some kind of fucking French word that I forgot, like Fagoli or some shit. I honestly don't remember. But uh, it's a farce. It's crude humor. It's funny shit. And it is directly reflective of the common class of people back in Chaucer's day. The the kinds of people that would tell this kind of tale aren't highborn. They're not 
extraordinarily educated. They're just normal people kind of wanting to laugh, kind of dicking off, and seeing what's around them, taking it to its most ridiculous conclusion. And that reflects, as I said, the common folk back in Chaucer's day. But the Knight's Tale and others like it would be more of a noble class type of thing to where the knight would uphold more morals, he would be in service of his god, it would be a much more fanciful but tactful story. And both of these types of stories just kind of reflect the class that would tell them and would enjoy them. So I honestly really enjoy the Miller's Tale because this is just some drunk asshole on the back of a horse like, you know what, fuck your pretentious bullshit. Here's what, there's a fucking story about titties and, and fuckery. And this one dumb old asshole who decided to marry a young lady. Which I would say due to some of like the uh, lines in this story that Chaucer did not agree with much older men marrying far younger women as would probably be the practice back in the day because he says that, uh, what was it, eld and youth very seldom agree, I think is what it was. Uh, essentially... An old-ass man is going to have far different priorities than a very young woman, and vice versa. Uh, someone who's young is going to be a little more wild, a little more, I guess, sexually active than her old cuckold husband, who cannot get his dick up. <laughs> but... It's expressly said that the old husband is super jealous, kind of a little bit of a cunt. And it just kind of pokes fun at the whole situation and at, I guess, the marital system as a whole, as well as the tropes of knightly goodness, the whole knight's quest, and honestly, on some level, also the common people. Chaucer just kind of ripped everybody a new asshole in the Canterbury Tales. I would recommend you give it a read, and if you can't get through all that Middle English, I'd say just listen to it on something. There's plenty of just straight English translations of this. You can find so many just YouTube videos of these stories. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to keep you guys here too long. I just wanted to share that little tidbit about the Miller's, what is it, the, the, Miller's, the Miller's Tale? Yeah, sorry, I almost said the Miller's Wife's Tale, but I'm thinking of the, the Wife of Bath's Tale. But, uh, which is also fucking hilarious. Like, the Wife of Bath's Tale, just to go off, I guess not completely off topic, but a little off topic, is this lady who has had like five husbands who she never really got a good marriage in until the last one and the last guy who was a scholar treated her like absolute dog shit until the day that she beat his fucking head in and was like listen you give me all my land back you give me all my property back and maybe I'll stop fucking hitting you you keep telling me I'm a bad person because I'm a woman I will continue to hit you 
If you keep fucking with me, I will continue to hit you. If you want this relationship to go well, give me my shit back. Stop being a dick. And I'll stop hitting you. Let me have my freedom and let me have my way. Such is the way of a happy relationship. The man should serve the woman. And then she goes on to tell what's essentially the tale of Sir Gawain and the Loathly Lady. But Sir Gawain, the virtuous knight, is replaced with a vile fucking rapist who just sees a naked chick on the side of the road, rapes the fuck out of her, and is put in front of court of the king. And he's like, yeah, you're gonna die. You can't just rape people. You're a fucking knight. But the queen is like, yo, yo, husband, hold up, hold up. Uh, let, let me take care of this. And she gives the guy an ultimatum. It's like, you have a year and a day, which, honestly, most nightly quests and things like that and ultimatums are always a year and a day. But uh, she's like, okay, you have a year and a day to tell me what, all, what women truly want. And that's a weird fucking question, right? Because women are people, and all people want something different. But he goes around for a year and a day, cannot find an exact answer because everybody wants something different. But towards the end of it, he happens upon a field with a bunch of young women, like 40 of them. He's like, oh, fuck, there's 40 of these chicks. I can totally go in here and find my answer. And then they all disappear, and there's this uh, apparently the ugliest, oldest bitch alive. He's like, yo, I got what you seek, sonny. I'll tell you the answer to your question so long as you do the first thing that I say once I save your bitch ass. And he's like, I <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna die if I don't. And she tells him the answer to his question, so he gets up in front of court, and he's like, uh, yo, queen, I gotta tell you the answer to your question is whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, uh, all women want control in the relationship and freedom to do as they please. So I throw myself upon the mercy of the court and give myself freely to you and your whims do with me as you would please. Such is the answer to your question. And the whole court's like, fuck, yeah, that's all we want. That is all we want is to fucking be heard and do what we want and for you to shut the fuck up, bow down, and do what we want. Yeah, bitch, you're not gonna die. And he's like so happy. He's like, fuck yeah. And then the old bitch is like, hold up, missy. This young bitch told me he would do whatever I pleased. And I want his ass in marriage. And then homeboy's like, well, not homeboy. The dirty rapist fuck is like, uh, no. Uh, how about you take my land, you take my money, take whatever, but you will not touch my dick. And the the fucking old lady's like, yes, I will. And then the court looks at him and is like, uh, yeah, you will. You're going to fuck that old lady and you're going to be her husband. And he gets her to a room, they have the ceremony, and it's the night after his marriage, and he's like, oh, I gotta fuck this old bitch, I gotta fuck this old bitch, oh man, I'm gonna die, I hate myself, I hate this, I'm gonna cry. And he starts bawling like a little bitch in the bedchambers, and it's, he hears the woman's robes come down, and she's like, oh my husband, why do you fret? It's like, 
you're ugly as shit and I don't want to do this. And she just kind of looks at him and she's like, okay, well, I have an ultimatum. I can be either super ugly and loyal or I can be super hot and just fuck everybody. It's like, what? It's like, I can be loyal and ugly or sexy and fuck everybody. He's like, all right, I'm pretty sure this is bullshit. Just do whatever the fuck you want. You, you told me the answer to what women want. Do whatever the fuck you want. I have no choice here. And she looks at him. He's like, and with that, I'm a sexy bitch again and I'll be loyal. So the rapist gets the hottest girl in the land and she's always faithful to him forever. And that's the end of the story. And that's kind of horseshit. But it's a play on, like I said, Sir Gawain and the Loathly Lady. Where Sir Gawain, in his version of the story, he's trying to save King Arthur from getting his head cut off by some dickhead in the forest. And it's the same question, what do women want? And Arthur goes to this haunted forest back where the fucking guy said he was going to cut his head off. Finds an old lady and she's like, I'll tell you your answer, but you got to let me fuck Sir Gawain. And Sir Gawain's like, well, fuck, you're my uncle and I don't want you to die. I'll do it. And then he goes to the bed chambers because he's such a good guy. And he's like, starts crying like a little bitch. And her response is, okay, I can be sexy at night and come to you in bed and be sexy and ugly during the day in front of court. Or I can be sexy at court and be ugly as shit when I come to bed to you at night. And he's like, well, I'm a, I don't know, man. Come to bed sexy. He's like, okay, okay, hold up. So if I come to bed sexy, you're cool with me just being ugly in front of all your friends and all your friends fucking with me and shit? You want me to endure that kind of fucking embarrassment? Fuck you. It's like, okay, then, I don't know, be sexy at court. It's like, okay, cool, but when I come to bed, I'm not going to be happy about it. You're going to have to sleep with an ugly old bitch. You think that's going to make me feel good? I'm going to feel like shit about that. I won't be able to please my husband, right? It's like, damn it. Just do whatever the fuck you want, then. And she said, you know what? That's all I needed. You broke the curse. Thank you for letting me do whatever the fuck I want. Now, I'll be sexy always. Let's fuck until noon. And then King Arthur comes and Gawain hasn't left his room till afternoon and he's like oh fuck did he die what happened I know he didn't want to fuck that ugly bitch and then Gawain comes out with a sexy lady he's like yo this was that old bitch I broke the spell with my dick and then everyone's happy because she's sexy and Gawain lives happily ever after I'm almost certain that the Gawain story probably came first it's an Arthurian legend yeah and Chaucer played off of it to do The Wife of Bath's Tale to kind of show what knights would actually be like in his time. They're not all going to be chivalric badasses who save the damsel and do whatever the fuck for their lord. Some of them are just going to use their power to be asshole pieces of shit. So... Chaucer just kind of added a little bit of real-life douchebaggery into that tale, and that's how you get the Wife of Bath's tale. Dope, right? I, I hate the fucking ending to that, man. The fucking rapist just gets 
everything that he could have asked for. And yeah, he had to throw himself upon the mercy of women and they completely controlled his fate for a year and a day. But he straight up raped a young girl. Like a maiden. It actually specifies maiden. He raped a virgin girl who was in distress, crying, butt-ass naked on the road. And he just has to go ask some questions for a year, and then he gets everything that he wants. Uh, to me, it sounds like a commentary on not only the corrupt nature of knights and the nobility in Chaucer's time, but also the fact that those in power would generally stay in power and not have to face the consequences of their actions in a way that someone of a more low-born like lineage would have to. Yeah, so uh, I think that's all I got. I guess this whole thing was just Chaucer, social commentary of the Middle Ages. Fuck it. Uh, this has been, what the fuck did I call this? Get Lit? Yeah, Get Lit. The Wife of Bath's Tale and The Miller's Tale. Also, I guess, the Sir Gawain and the Loathly Lady. So yeah, I just covered fucking three different medieval tales for y'all. I hope you enjoy. If you did like this, well, I'll be back with more later. And, uh, fuck it. Have a good night. I love you. Peace. I didn't sleep last night. I was up all night reading. I got work in like two hours i am gonna fucking smash my head in i love you guys have a wonderful night and remember i fucking believe in you